What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Carolina Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Turner, and uh, got my man, Brandon, too, back on the pod. You know, when when you when you come back on the, the Carolina Talk Pod to, to talk a a, a big a game is, is you can talk really. It doesn't get any bigger than than the North Carolina and Duke rivalry. You got to bring someone on like Brandon to discuss it with you. So, uh, Brandon, how you uh, how you doing, man? It's we're doing this on Thursday morning. It's about ten thirty right now. Uh, just how you feeling after after that game last night and how everything kind of went down? I know there's a lot to digest, which we will. But just what's your your initial your reaction and feelings right now? Well, my reaction is they beat Duke, man. That, that's what it's about. Like, like getting that win against number one Duke. I mean, I, I'm 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 excited. I'm pumped. I, I went I went to bed in my Vince Carter jersey. I didn't take it off. Like <laughs> my vintage Vince Carter jersey. Like I'm I'm about this life. Like what what to go, Carolina? Pulling off pulling off the win. I mean, I, I well, it was some uh, some circumstances in the game that led to that win, and we'll we'll, we'll get into that, but. For the most part, Carolina dominated that uh, that game from opening tip-off to uh, the final buzzer. I, I don't think – yeah, no, Duke didn't lead the entire game, yeah. so it was a dominating performance for Carolina. Yeah, Brandon, it was, and you kind of hinted at what we're, we're going to go ahead and dive into first with, with Zion, Zion Williamson. I mean, just a – I guess you could say just a, a – not really a freak injury necessarily because it really wasn't – that bad of an injury, just a mild knee sprain, according to Coach K, if we're to believe those initial reports. But the way it happened with it, with his Paul George Nike shoe busting on him like it did, I mean, that's a big man, don't get me wrong, but what a way to start the game. And I actually tweeted it. I said, I wonder what the over-under was for, for something as crazy as that happening in the first yeah, in the, in the first in the first 30 seconds of the game. It's it's wild, Brandon. So um, I've been watching ESPN a lot this morning. There's been the, of course, they're nonstop talking about Zion Williamson and, um, play? yeah. Should he shut it down? I, I, I don't. And Brandon, I'm gonna. I tweeted something last night. I just want. I, I want to get my thoughts out there on that. Yeah, for sure. I, I was about I to think, ask you about I that. Think one. That's yeah. That's that's just that's ridiculous. If if like do what's best for you, let him do what's best for him. If he thinks shutting it down is the way to go, then by all means, shut it down. Never gonna tell a guy not to do what's best for him and what he thinks best for him. But the dude's a competitor. The dude says he loves playing basketball. He loves this Duke team. Like he's going to play if he's healthy. And people who think he's not gonna play if he's healthy, I just I find that completely off base of what you actually believe to be what Zion wants. You're you're more using this as a platform to attack the NCAA. And, and, and like I get it. Like guys don't get paid and. We can get into an entire discussion about amateurism and, and the NCAA. And, you know, the member schools, if they really wanted to, they're made up. They make up the NCAA. If they really wanted to, they can scrap amateurism and, and change the rules. But even those member schools find that dangerous because you have to end up paying every athlete you possibly have on your campus. And it just it gets into this entire discussion about, well, maybe you should use them for lightness or whatever. I mean, we can get in that entire discussion. I, I guess if you really want to get into that, I think on your SoundCloud, there's like a podcast we yeah. did about NCAA recruiting and stuff like that. I'll have like, to tweet that, that one out. out. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like on, honestly, if, if, if you want to know my thoughts on that, I guess like DM me on Twitter. I mean, my, my Twitter, you can give people my Twitter handle after the podcast. Like if you want to DM me, actually get my thoughts on because I've, I've done extensive research on the NCAA and, and the NCAA and, and how it's made up. And like, look, if we're going to use this, this, this freak occurrence in a basketball game as a way to attack the NCAA and whatnot. But yeah, that's insane. Like, get that out of here. But I will point out that Marcus Canby had a couple of injuries at when he was at UMass, and he was a dominant player. Like, this is this is a UMass team under Calipari that beat number one North Carolina that year. Like, it was a dominant UMass team. Like, they went to the Final Four with Marcus Canby. He had a couple of freak injuries or, like, they looked worse than they actually were. And the dude was still a number two overall pick behind Allen Iverson. And the only way, reason he was a number two overall pick is because it was Allen Iverson. Like, you went ahead of guys like Ray Allen. And Ray Allen was freakishly athletic at UConn and could shoot the way he sh- he shot. And, like, Marcus Camby was still the number two overall pick ahead of some guys who were, like, 
really good basketball players. So to think that Zion getting hurt, he should shut it down. I, I just find that completely ridiculous. And that, that's just that's my thoughts on it. Back to the whole shoe thing. I don't know how you rip through PGs like that, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever seen nah. a human bust their shoe like that on a basketball court. Where it's like a brand new PG shoe. Like I, I've seen guys bust through like worn down tennis shoes and like that that happens. But this is a like a brand new sneaker, basically. Yeah. And he just busts through it. And I, I think there's only one other human on the planet who could possibly do that, and that's Bo Jackson. Like, the stuff that Bo Jackson did on, on a baseball diamond or a football field is just ridiculous. Like, like the things he did, like, snapping a baseball bat over his knee and, like, continuing to walk, like... Like, he did stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I feel like Zion is, like, in that elite category of, of human being. Like, I, I've never seen someone bust through white PGs like that. That's the problem. He went He went PGs. He should have yeah. went, like, Air Jordan. I was about to say. Like, I know it's not Jordan brand, but, like, I know they're not Jordan brand, but, like, this is a conspiracy. He should have gone, like, yeah, Jordan throw brand. some. Jordan brand's the best shoe. I mean, yeah, throw some Kyrie's on or something, man. Like, don't wear, right, don't wear the PGs, right. you know? You know, don't wear the PGs. You know, no disrespect to Paul George, but I mean, come and on like, now. It's ironic because PG got hurt. I know, like in a freak accident, like like yeah. on a basketball court. Like, eh, I, th- th- that sounds mean. Like, I, I actually like the way the PG looks. Like, not to get into too much sneaker talk. Yeah, that shoes. Like yeah, that shoes nice. But like, come on. Like, we're gonna wear white PGs out there. I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. It's comfortable on them. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, and then I think you hit the the nail right on the head, Brandon. I think it's just an excuse by a lot of media outlets, especially ESPN. And and I, I don't even want to make this about ESPN because I'm I've I don't get affected by the Zion hype as much as some people do. And I'm not talking about his hype. He's a great player. He's the best player in the country. He's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. There's hype around him. Yeah, but of course. It's the Trey Young thing last year where they had the stat tracker at the bottom yeah. of, the, of, the, of the scoreboard yeah. and he hasn't even shot the basketball yet. And like, it's, you know, like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an effect. Like, it yeah. obviously is. And it, there's hype around it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's just, I think for me, it's more of, I don't, I don't like when media, for me, and Brent, I know you agree. Uh, media's goal is to be as unbiased as possible. I know Zion's the talk of the town, the talk of the nation, the talk of the world right now. But I turn on ESPN this morning. I kid you not, Brennan. I know a lot of UNC fans, fanatics get absolutely pissed off about this. But I don't really get as mad about it. But this morning, I mean, Carol, this is my thing, Brennan. Carolina goes into Cameron Indoor last night. And I know Zion went out, and I know it changed the game plan completely. Roy Williams said it after the game. Of course, losing Zion would affect the team. But, I mean, I tweeted it during the game, Brandon. Carolina goes in there, and Duke is never in, even in the game. Duke never really even threatens Carolina. And the thing is, well, yeah, that's the thing. In like, Car- Carolina's got two guys on the bench in Manly and, and Leaky Black that are out hurt. And Azir Little's not 100%. Carolina Leaky makes, Black. what, two threes, two? And, and still goes in there right. and, and well, no, totally whoops them. You could say Leaky Black is the most important guy off the bench. He is, especially when Kobe White played like he did. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kobe White was bad last night. You know? Yeah. There's no way around it. And Seventh Woods came in, and, and I think the biggest thing for me, Brandon, before I, before I pop my next question on you is, I tweeted this this during the game, but I know losing Zion's big, but Carolina absolutely dominated that game, Brandon. And this is what I want to ask you. I, I thought that Duke looked absolutely lost down low. Let me get your thoughts on how they play without Zion down low because I thought they had no clue. It looked like their entire game plan going that game was give Zion the basketball and just get out of the way and let him go to work because they were thinking like, oh, he's going to go against Luke Mayer or Garrison Brooks and he's going to do his thing and then we're just going to stand in the corner and shoot threes. And then when Zion goes out, they're like, oh crap! Now we actually have to play basketball. We have to put, like. But the thing is that they they played without Zion. Before. Yeah, they have done that. Like Zion got poked in the eye in Florida State, and they won that game. Cam Reddish shoot a three. Yeah, like they played without Zion. So mm-hmm. what? They need Zion that badly? Yeah, like, to, to never it. be. I get it. No, no, I yeah. get it. It completely yeah. changes the, the way that the course momentum of in course. that game and everything. And Zion spaces the floor for them, and, and and what like he creates space because of what he can do with the basketball. And, and I completely understand that. And in no way am I am I one of these Carolina fans. No. And and look, if you're if you're one of these Carolina fans that think, well, well, that's ridiculous. All they're going to talk about is they don't have Zion. Well, no, I want you to pause this podcast, take a deep breath, and truly think about how much Zion means to that team. Yeah, Zion means a lot. 
but they still got like four McDonald's All Americans. They got three of them from. I mean, they got a bunch of McDonald's All Americans. Like they threw up that graphic last night with the McDonald's All Americans that were freshmen. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many McDonald's All Americans are in that game that weren't freshmen? Oh, I know. Like, I mean, they're all McDonald's All-Americans. Like, except for Luke May. Like, they're all McDonald's <laughs> All-Americans for the most part. Like, I, I just thought it was funny that you, I, I saw, I think I saw a tweet from someone. I, I can't, I know, I think Anthony Pagnotta uh, retweeted it. Mm-hmm. But it was like the recruiting, like, stars for each guy. It was like three-star, three-star, four-star, five-star. Duke had all the four-star and five-star guys. And Carolina had, like, the three-star, four, like, four-star, five-star guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they barely had any four or five-stars. And... and Roy Williams has continuously said this. You can have as much talent as you want. And, and Sean Mays talked about this because he, he said this to his team like when he, when he first got here. You can have as much talent as you want, but good teams beat good teams. Yeah. And you have to play as a good team. And Duke didn't play, didn't play as a team last night. I mean, they really didn't. Like, people are going to give R.J. Barrett, like, crap for, I guess, the way he played and not passing the basketball. But if you truly break it down and look at it closely, RJ gets a lot of slack for, I guess, being a ball hog or being selfish with the basketball. And, and, and look, there's sometimes where he takes bad shots. But he's the, he was the only guy on the floor who looked like he wanted to take a shot. Who yeah. looked like he wanted to He, he played all 40 minutes me. last night, too, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did, because he, he's their best player outside of Zion. Mm-hmm. And, He's the only guy who cares, who like cared enough to, to like step into a three and say, "I'm going to make this three. Like Trey Jones looked lost on offense. He kept picking up offensive fouls. He he couldn't make a shot. Like if I really want to get into into some guys who are terrible, Jack White, that might have been the worst. Like he went 0 for 10 this this season against against. I think it was Syracuse and they lost. Yeah. He. He was atrocious. Brendan, I heard something this morning. He hasn't hit a shot since the Wake Forest game. Yeah, he, he's like 0 for 26. It's unbelievable. And Brendan, before I let you go on, I want to... It was bad. Yeah. And he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like nobody wanted to take a shot no. for that team. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. Like, 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 drive the basket. If you're physically better than the other team, like, like RJ and Cam Reddish, for the most part, are physically better than the people guarding them most of the time. Don't settle for this 25-foot jump shot. Take the ball to the basket. They settled and they lost because you can't settle like that and expect to win. And, yes, they, they got open looks. Like, don't get me wrong. They got a lot of open looks. But they missed them. Like, it just wasn't their night from three. But also, you got to look back to it. The Virginia game, they shot lights out. The rest of the, uh, the, rest of the ACC games before that game last night, 28% from three. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not a good three-point shooting team at all. Yeah, and we're shooting the ball. From, it just didn't make any sense to me. I mean, at the end of the day, Carolina won. So, like, my bias had on, like, you know, good for them. Like, you know, you want to shoot the basketball? Go ahead and shoot the basketball. But that's to me, that was insane. Why? Why are we taking so many threes? Like, Carolina relies on that, and like, that's kind of like their, their game. So I can see them taking a lot of threes. But Duke, like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, take the ball to the basket. Like, it made no sense to me. Coach K looked lost. I mean, I, I get it. Like, Zion goes out, and the game plan completely changes. But, come on. Are, are, are we kidding ourselves? You know how much talent you have on that floor, and you can't even keep it competitive? Yeah. I, I, get, I get you're worried about your teammate and, like, your teammate's help. But, like, come on, man. I think... Get, get, right? Like, you have way too much talent. Yeah. I think they, they still had so much talent. Like I was talking to Mitchell watched the game with me last night. He's a he's a Duke fan. So so uh that out there, you know, Mitchell obviously wanted Duke <laughs> to win. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult watching it with him because he's a Duke fan. But actually it was it was pretty nice last night. And it was because Zion went out. But he said if this Duke team didn't have Zion, they'd be a three seed. I'm like, Well yeah, they'd be a three seed. So yeah, they have enough talent to win this game if they're a three. Like if they're a three or a four seed without Zion like you should be competitive in that game, but they weren't competitive, Jake. It, it was that was that was a bad game for you. Yeah, a bad game. I think the most shocking thing for me, looking back at, it, is me. I'm just looking at the box score right now, and R.J. Barrett and and Cam Reddish combined for 45 shots. They made 21 of them, which is, I mean, that's good. I mean, great, you know. But the bench play, and not even the bench play. I mean, Trey Jones has three points, one of eleven. 
Uh, Delorier has three of three from the field. He only scores six points, though. Jack White hasn't hit a shot in three games. He's 0 for 5. He plays 22 minutes, doesn't hit a shot. So what is he really contributing? He was a liability on the defensive end, too. He had open shots that he just passed Oh, yeah. And I think... For me, Brandon, the biggest thing for me was I completely understand losing Zion. Like I said, he's once-in-a-generation type athlete. I completely believe that's going to hurt any team. That's If you had to compare it to Carolina, that's like Carolina losing Cam Johnson or Luke May last night within, within 30 seconds of the game. It hurts, for sure. But there is no excuse for Duke, in my opinion, for Duke to come in there and just not even threaten North Carolina. I mean, the, the closest the game ever got was right before halftime, really, and Carolina ends up... Yeah, and yeah it, had the worst exactly, basketball. and it's and I think for me it it was Duke is. I was telling this to my dad who I was watching it with last night. Duke is a great team with Zion, and I think they can be a great team without him. But this is Brandon. This is not a deep Duke team at all. They don't have any. I mean, I know they have a bunch of McDonald's All Americans, but if you look at that bench, once you get past Delorier and. Once you get past Delorier, who 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 do you have really? I mean, Jack White's supposed no, I mean, to be good, right. but he's not like, doing anything. Like Goldwire played exceptional against Louisville, and that's kind of played. But well even in you know, even he was a three star out of oh, high school, boy. you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, my thing with Goldwire, okay, the, the 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 telling point of the night was when Goldwire got an open shot in the corner, and you could tell it was so bad from three land that Goldwire actually stepped in. And took a contested two against Luke May, who blocked his shot. Mm-hmm. Like he I had an that. open three and actually drove in like like two feet, like dribbled in two feet and tried to take a two because he was like, Oh my god, I can't take this three in the corner. Like if you're playing that way in Cameron Indoor in front of your fans, if you're playing I'm gonna just say if you're playing that scared, you don't deserve to win a game. Like mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? You're going to step in from three. Like, he's a, he's a good shooter, too. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, these guys can shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, Jack White. Jack White, from what I've heard, he, in preseason, he was, like, out shooting the guys and, like, shooting drills. Like, he's one of the better shooters on that team. But he's, like, completely lost right now. It, it's worse than anything Kenny Williams is about to this year. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he is just bad uh-huh. right now. And you can't win if your best player off the bench is Javin DeLorean, and that's the only thing you got. Mm-hmm. Like, Javin played well, but he also picked up a lot of fouls because he's he's driving his chest to the guys as they, as they drive the lane. Like, it just, like, he's, there was one time where Kobe White drove into him, and I swear he bodied Kobe White like five feet off the floor. And I was just thinking to myself, dude, that is obviously a foul. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. are, that was like his third foul, too. It didn't make any sense mm-hmm. well, how these guys were playing, what they were doing. Trey Jones was abysmal on offense. Defensively, he, he kind of strapped up Kobe Wilder. Yeah, I thought, he, I thought he played really good defensively. Yeah. but Yeah, really good defensively. Even even rebounding the ball, he had, he had eight defensive rebounds. Like he, he had five assists and only three turnovers. But, I mean, more than three turnovers is a thing that would be great. That's not usually him. Like He doesn't turn the ball over. And he was one of eleven from the field, one of six from three. Trey, Trey Jones, when Zion goes out, Trey Jones has to play better. Like, yeah. it's just that, it just comes down to that. And, and, and I feel like we talk way too much about Duke, but that's because Duke was abysmal last night. They were they were bad. Mm-hmm. So this is the Carolina pocket. I guess we should get on to Carolina. But but my last thing about Zion is, look, Zion, you said once in a generation. I don't know if it's once in a generation. I would say like once in like once in like a decade. Yeah, or, or, or so. that's probably like, a fair. I, I think that's the type of talent he is. I will say, I've only seen one other physically opposing athlete like that on a basketball court, and it was Julius Peppers. And that was when I was like six or like five or six years old. Mm-hmm. But Julius Peppers is the same size as Zion, bigger than Zion, and, and he doesn't jump quite the way Zion does. He's not as quick as Zion, but he's the only other physically imposing athlete I've seen like that. And I didn't see Rodney Rogers play from Wake Forest. Like people have said that. But Rodney Rogers isn't the type of size that Zion and Peppers are. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only comparison I can find for Zion Williamson in, in terms of a player comparison. It, it'd be like if Julius Peppers decided decided to play basketball his entire life yeah. and only dedicate his life to basketball. Yeah, yeah. It, like, that's the that's the only comparison I can think of mm-hmm. because Zion Zion is that physically imposing, and when you lose a guy like that, 
when a, when a guy busts his PGs <laughs> on the floor. Tough. I mean, it's tough. Look, it's, that, that's going to affect the game. It yeah. just is. But, mm-hmm. look, we, we need to get into Carolina because Carolina absolutely dominated the game. And I, I don't know where you want to start. Yeah. I will throw this out here. I tweeted out that maybe Coach Roy should start Nazir Little. I was kind of thinking, you know, get a shot in the arm effect. Start Nazir for like a couple of minutes, then bring Luke May in. See how Nazir does against Zion, like, because he's physically really the only guy on the team athletically who could probably guard Zion one-on-one. And we talked about that preseason. Like, Nazir probably is the only guy who has a chance to guard Zion. But, um, but Luke May balled out. Like, it, it's just, it's just plain and simple. The dude's a game. He's an absolute game, Jake. Yeah, he is. And, Brendan, I want to... Last thing I want to say about Duke, because we are going to move on to North Carolina, because North Carolina deserves to be, in my opinion, based on that performance last night, North Carolina yeah, definitely deserves more praise. Duke. Duke yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, and I, like I said, I'm going to leave it at this. Zion Williamson, losing Zion Williamson 100% affects any team, but it should not have affected Duke as much as it did. There's no excuse for that. So I'm going to, let's move on to Carolina. Um, Luke May, I mean, Brandon, when you look at the box score of both teams, it was almost a very similar game where Reddish, and Barrett were the main guys for Duke, and Cam and Luke were the main guys for Carolina. The difference, if you look at the box scores, is you can look and see, okay, well, they got 14 from Brooks. Okay, they get nine from Kobe White, who did not play good, but still nine points. That's, that's all right. You get you know, not much from your bench. You get five and two from, from uh, Nazir Little and Woods combined, but you know, Seventh Woods had some big assists. He had a, two big steals in that game as well. So Carolina and Duke, your star guys are getting buckets, maybe besides Kobe White. If you, you can cancel out Kobe on UNC, you cancel out Zion on Duke. Your other guys, the guys that are supposed to win games for you, are doing what they're supposed to do. I think the biggest difference is Carolina got play, better play from their role players, from guys they needed to step up in order to win this game. And like I said, if if Garrison Brooks you know, only has two points instead of 14, uh, this game's completely different. So I think just having a guy that, okay, maybe you don't expect 14 from Brooks and Cameron, he does that, and, and Carolina ends up winning by 16 points. So I think – for Yeah, it's his career – Exactly. So and, – and Garrison Brooks, I think, has been one of Carolina's most consistent players in ACC play, but we won't go talk into that. I just think North Carolina, Luke May and Cam Johnson, I absolutely love Cam Johnson. I absolutely love Luke May. I think they're sensational. But, Brandon, do you agree that – I mean, like I said, Barrett and Reddish did their thing. Luke May and Cam Johnson did their thing. I, do you agree with the fact that – I think it was more important that Carolina got some type of positive play from everybody else because, I mean, you can look at Duke's stat sheet. Now, we're not on here bashing them. They did not get solid play from anybody else. No, exactly. And I'm doing the quick math in my head. Math's not my strong suit. Me either. But um, 60 points from RJ and Camp mm-hmm. out of 72. 60, 60, Brandon. 60. 60 from those two guys. And, and, and Duke has had this problem. Like, those three guys have scored, like, 89 in a game. Mm-hmm. And they win, like, 95 to whatever. Like, like they, they've had that problem before this season. Mm-hmm. But that's just – that's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not a good – like, not a good artist or, or like, the song. Like, the song <laughs> – that's just – that's bad. Ludicrous. Like Shout out, Ludicrous. Yeah, shout out. But, like – 60 points, dude. Are you kidding me? That's that's unbelievable. That was 60. the that was the and, biggest stat for me. RJ was kind of RJ was kind of efficient, but from three three of eleven, mm-hmm. and a lot of those threes were contested. Mm-hmm. Again, he's the only guy who looked like he wanted to shoot the basketball. Yeah, uh, I, I I can't I can't. That makes no sense. 60 points from those two guys, really. Luke May had 30 by himself. Mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. The deal was dominant. Talk to me about but Luke, Brandon, because I thought he was I, sensational last night. Dude, I feel bad for saying that they should start in a zero over Luke. Like, I feel bad saying that. Because in no way am I saying Luke's not important to his team and Luke's not a baller. Because if anyone... I, 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 I encourage anyone to go back and listen to all of these podcasts or, or look, listen to anything I've done or anything I've I've written about this team or, or anything I've said. I think Luke May might be one of the greatest... ACC like success stories I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The dude, the dude is just a, a gamer, and he gets up for state and Duke games. And I know why he does. Like he grew up a Carolina fan. His dad was quarterback in Carolina. He he hates Duke and NC State. Like he gets up and plays with a little a little bit more energy, a little bit more. 
But like the last, like five of the last seven games, he's had twenty points. The dude's been consistent for Carolina the last three weeks or so, oh, or, yeah. or a month, and he drops thirty against Duke and fifteen rebounds, thirty and fifteen. And I saw this tweet from Jones Angel, and this blew this blew my mind. Dude. This this puts into perspective what Luke May is doing, and Luke May might be an all time great at Carolina. Like not only honor his jersey, I know I don't think he'll I don't think he'll get to uh, you know getting his jersey retired, but he's on that next tier. Like this guy was really close to getting his jersey retired, and, and he had a shot at it. Like he passed James Worthy in points the other day. Mm-hmm. And James Worthy was unbelievable. Like, James, like player, one of the, one of the greatest player at the Final Four. Yeah, like, one of the greatest players. Not, I mean, art. I mean, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. You know, top top twenty certainly. Yeah, I think Luke Luke is like on that next tier of like he might have his jersey retired at Carolina. It's like, possible. Like he's on he's on the tier below that. This is the names that he, that he's in company with. Jones Angel tweeted: Six Tar Heels have had five or more games of thirty points and ten rebounds in their career. Just listen to these names, and I'm, I'm going to put into perspective who these people are. Lenny Rosenblum led a undefeated North Carolina team to a national title and was by far one of the best players on it. I'm pretty sure he beat Wilt Chamberlain in, in, a, in, in a national title game. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, that's the, that's the Rosenblum team. Billy Cunningham, the kangaroo kid, dropped 30 and 10 five, five more times. Charlie Scott. The first African American basketball player at at UNC and in the ACC. I'm right about that, right? Like yeah, no, first, yeah, stuff. first, yeah, first black player. I know at UNC. I'm not sure about the ACC, but I'm pretty I think sure in it was the ACC. ACC. Like like Dean Smith integrated the ACC. I'm pretty sure Charlie you're right. Scott. Charlie Scott is that vital to to college basketball. Mitch Kupchak, now the GM of the Hornets. He was an he was an insane basketball player at UNC. Like like really good. Yeah. Antoine Jameson. When he was with Vince Carter, dropping all these buckets, him and Vince are high fiving, dunking, throwing, throwing down dunks. Antoine Jameson, if you go back and look at the tape, this was kind of before before I was really like watching Carolina basketball, but I've seen a lot of highlights of him. I've watched a lot of games of, of those recent, I mean, of those past teams. Antoine Jameson might be the fastest player from catch to release in the post I've ever seen. Yeah. There was one game where he scored like 25 points in an ACC game and touched the basketball at 53 seconds. Like, like Antoine Jameson is that, is that good. Like, an all-time great Carolina player. And then Luke May is on this list. I know, um, it's crazy. 30 points and 10 rebounds a game for five or more games in a Carolina career. He's on this list. And people, people will joke like, oh, well, Michael Jordan could have gotten on this list if Dean Smith let him shoot the basketball. Like, yeah, obviously. But, like, Luke May is that good. I know. And people don't realize it. Like, look, if, if last night didn't prove to you that Luke May is a great player in college basketball, then, then I don't know what else you want from Luke May. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll never understand that he's a great player. Mm-hmm. And, like, he could get dominated in the NCAA tournament, or he could get dominated in the ACC tournament by, like, I don't know, like, DeAndre Hunter or something. Yeah, he and can. And people would be like, oh, well, look at Luke May. He's getting dominated when it matters most. Like, no, he makes big shots, and he plays big and big-time games. He's like, a gamer. Every time Carolina needs him, he steps up. He's a gamer like, he for sure. he just does. Yeah. And I think... It, Brandon, for me, would you agree that I thought Luke May's 30 was a quiet 30 last night? I mean, he did some I great mean, things. Yeah. Not not a quiet 30, an, an easy 30, really. I mean, he, he didn't really he didn't hit any crazy shots. He was he just got getting whatever yeah. he wanted. Exactly. Like Jack White got on him and his eyes lit up. Oh, mismatch. He was like, I'm taking Jack White off the bounce. Like, I'm taking Jack White in the paint. Mm-hmm. Like this guy can't guard me. Then they put Alex O'Connell on him. I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. They put Alex O'Connell on him. They had no. They, they had no. They, yeah. They just didn't. It got to a point for Duke, I think, where they. I think Zion. I don't know who would have guarded Luke. Maybe Zion would have been on Luke, and I think that definitely would have changed the matchup up. But that I mean, still. I still think Zion, I still think Luke gets like fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Luke. He's still an undersized guy, and he's. I mean. I, I would have thought that R.J. Barrett or even even well, probably not Reddish, but I would have thought Barrett could have gone on there. RJ guarded him. R.J. guarded him three possessions. Yeah, he took him. He took him to the hole three times, three buckets. Yeah, R.J. could not guard him. Nobody could really stop him last night. It was crazy. Like, it, it's like Zion was the only match for Luke May in that game. 
Yeah, literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly, that makes no sense to me. Because did you did you see the tweet that I believe Jones from ESPN tweeted out? Uh, uh, the interaction between Luke May and a Duke player. I really hope this is true. I, yeah, Duke I was player, trying to figure out if that was true too. I, I, do some journalism. I think it is. I think it is. Jones tweeted out. This is this is the funniest thing I heard. Jones tweeted out. Hey man, you're not even a four star, a five star. Like, how are you doing this? Like, that was a Duke player to to Luke May. Like, I guess looking up at him and all, or like being like, dude, you're not even four star, or five star. And then Luke May said, "Yeah, but I'm killing all of y'all that are." Like that—that that is that is that is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. he, he's the only guy on the court that people are like, "Well, this guy was a walk-on." Like, what what is this? Where is he coming from? Like people forget that Luke May can play. Oh yeah. And I, I know the walk-on. I know the walk-on status is a badge of honor and whatnot. But like, dude, if this guy went to Davidson, he might be setting NCAA records. Oh yeah. He, like he can, he can ball, dude. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like he, he can play. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like in, in NBA prospects or whatever. Like I talked about it before, Jake. Like compartmentalize it. Like he's great in high school, great in college, great in NBA. Like you don't have to be good in the NBA to be a great college player. No. Like you just don't. And this man is a great college player, and people just need to realize that. And like if you can't realize that, then like then like I, I can't help. you. Mm-hmm. I can't help you see if, if you can't see what Luke May did last night, and you still think Luke May is not good. Like I'm sorry, and like maybe Luke May has a bad game, like like at the end of the season or something. Oh, maybe he does. But I'm telling you right now, what I saw last night, like I don't ever want to hear anyone talk about Luke May is not being good because that's that's just that's crazy. The dude's the dude's a beast. Yeah, he's and, and he's. Cam Johnson didn't even make a three. He had 26 points. I know. It was wild. He's unbelievable. He's 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 truly unguardable. I tweeted this out, and I, I mean, got some hits on Twitter, but like, he's unguardable with his size and his shooting stroke. He is completely unguardable. Oh yeah. Like, it, I don't it, know how you guard him unless you physically body him up and try to stop him that way. Yeah, and like, if you put if you put a on him or, an, or DeAndre Hunter, and they just like physically try to body him. Mm-hmm. That's the only. That's the only way you stop him. Like, yeah, I, I, I only see like five guys in the country that might be able to stop him. It's like Rui Hachimura might be able to body him. Um, but but even him. even Cam had twenty what twenty five thirty on Gonzaga too. So I mean, he, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Like I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's actually a match to stop Cam Johnson. Like like it's DeAndre Hunter, maybe Zion. Maybe Admiral Schofield or Grant Williams from Tennessee. Yeah. And then, like, pick another player? Like, I, I don't buy it. Like, no one can stop this dude. Like, like if you give him room off the catch, if you just give him an ounce of space, he, he's lights out. Like, he's like Kyle Guy. Mm-hmm. But that's 6'7". Yeah, and I think, I think I said it last night, but I thought, or I think, I, really, I love Justin Jackson. I think Justin Jackson's a great player. But I think Cam arguably just has a little bit more to his game. I think he's a little bit stronger. He's a little bit bigger. He, he I think he has a little bit prettier of a shooting stroke. Justin Jackson's an elite shooter, but I think Cam's shot, just his stroke. Oh, yeah. He is, reminds is, me of Justin Jackson. I think he's, yeah, and I think he's just he's a better. little bit better. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, Brandon, we, we talked about Luke and Cam. They combined for 56 of UNC's 88 points. Um, Who else? If you had to pick one more player on Carolina last night that – stepped up and you thought was really important for the Tar Heels, uh, who would that be? Well, it would be Garrison Brooks, and that's the obvious because it was 14 points, eight rebounds, defensively was fantastic, only picked up one foul, had two steals. Like, he played lights out. Kenny defensively was good. Shooting-wise, I really thought this was going to be like a KW game where he he lights it up from the scoreboard. But look, if if he's playing defensively like that, doesn't bother me that much. Kenny Kenny can be on the court as a defensive player. He needs to shoot better for this Carolina team to obviously get to where they want to be. But in no way does Kenny Williams' performance last night like actually bother me. Um, yeah, if I had, if I had to pick another guy, it'd probably be Garrison Brooks. But I, I will give a shout out to Seven Woods because yeah, like, Seven was really Woods, good, yeah. the, the turnovers, three turnovers, three assists. Like you'd obviously love that to be better. Like he turned the ball over a couple times, but defensively. He was great. 
energy-wise, he was great, and, and just the way he set up his teammates was just fantastic. I mean, Seven Woods played exceptionally well off the bench, and I, I wasn't expecting to see that from him. Brandon Robinson came in and picked up some fouls, so he didn't play that great. He still gave him energy. He still got on the floor. Like, that was the thing. It's Carolina's out there diving on the floor, playing with intensity, and, like, I don't know, Duke just didn't bring it. And, like, Carolina did. And then you have to bring it if you're going to win that game. Like, that, that is the one game in the entire country where you have to bring it intensity-wise from tip to buzzer mm-hmm. because it's a dogfight. And people were there were there were truly people out there who thought Duke was gonna Duke was gonna walk on that court and blow out Carolina. Yeah, it was and the I don't exact think in opposite. In my lifetime, yeah. I've really ever seen Carolina get blown out or Duke get blown out in a Duke Carolina. No, it doesn't happen a lot. Often. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking but like Harrison 2000. Barnes, yeah, I remember. Two, do you remember like the 2010 season when Carolina went to the NIT? I remember yeah, going got, to Duke got and got. Like yeah, they got, yeah, that was not even a game, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's like the only time I've ever remembered. Like, a team getting blown out from, like, tip to buzzer. Like, even last night, like, Duke kept it kind of close. Yeah. For for part of the game. Like, like it, at the end of the first half, they really had a shot to get back in the game. But, no. If you expect a Duke-Carolina game to be an absolute mismatch and to and for one team to get blown out, then I'm sorry. Like, even, even if you didn't expect Duke to make a run last night because they didn't have Zion, like, obviously they're going to make a run. It's Duke Carolina. It happens. Every game, yep. Like, it just happens. Like, that's what makes it the greatest robbery in all sports. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you listen to this podcast, you, you have to be a Carolina fan, so you probably think it's the greatest robbery in all sports. If you're not a Carolina fan or if you're not a Duke fan or for some reason you don't like college basketball and you think there's a better rivalry in sports, like Red Sox, Yankees, yeah. Red Sox, Yankees. Uh, I hear that argument all the time, Brandon. I, I, I'm getting tired Kentucky, of that one. Kentucky, Louisville. I mean, the we talking said, like, baseball. Like, Kentucky on. and Louisville fans actually think that like their rivalry in college basketball is better. Mm-hmm. That's they, shocking they to me. They actually think that. They actually think that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you right now, this is the greatest rivalry in all sports, and it means something to people around this area, even if you're not from this area. Uh, it means like, a it lot. Just means yeah. more. Mm-hmm. It just means more to people, and and like you could see it last night. Like people got people got on Coach K for I guess when Roy came up to him and was like, "I hope it, it, you could read Roy's lip." I think he said, "Yeah, he said I, I hope Zion's, Zion's okay." Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope Zion's all right, or okay, and, and like K kind of blew him off. But if I'm Coach K, like I just lost Zion, I just lost this game. Like I'm a little bit ticked. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. Like, like show, show Roy a little bit of respect. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, you know, yeah. Like, like this is what this rivalry is about. Like, Eric Montross bleeding on the floor. Like, Tyler Hansbrough bleeding. Can I just say, Javin Delorier, like, a Duke player finally bled in this rivalry. I know, man. It's nothing that's ever happened before. I have never seen a Duke before. player bleed in this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be an overstatement, but I don't think I've ever seen a Duke player bleed. I don't remember one, no. No, I, I don't. And maybe that's because, like, the Carolina ones are iconic. Because Montrose is like at the free throw line and like blood is dripping down his face as he's taking free throws. Or, you know, Hansbro's like checking his like nose and being like, you know, Henderson's a piece of you know what. Like, maybe it's because the the Carolina ones are more iconic, but like, this rivalry is intense, dude. Like, and and people need to understand that. Like, if Duke's going to show up and and then you're going to lose, A, you're going to lose your best player. Your best player in terms of what he means to this team, he is the most valuable player. If you're going to lose him and then not show up with intensity, you're going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Like, plain out. Like, like no ifs, ands, or buts. He, Hebrew national hot dogs. Like, <laughs> you're going to lose. you got yeah. to show up with intensity. You just got to, dude. Like, yeah. you got to. Yeah, you, you do. And, Brandon, I, I like kind of what you said about um, the Coach K thing, and I agree with you 100. percent I think some people kind of blew that one up a little bit. I mean, this is the biggest rivalry in sports. You lose, I'm gonna be a little ticked. Oh, there's the rat doing his thing. Yeah, and it's just I like ah. Like, like, oh like, yeah. I don't always agree with what, how Coach K acts and like how Coach K like. I love him. Thing, yeah, but I respect him. You know, like, yeah. I respect what he does. Like, and, and yeah, like like part of me is like, look, this guy has a has a has a different model for doing things outside of Roy. Like, oh yeah, 100. percent I, I think it's funny whenever whenever. Like this, this might be a shot at Coach K, but I've I've heard he's gone on recruiting visits and he's like, 
yo, LeBron's on my phone. You want me to call him up? Like, I'm like, are you really going to call LeBron? Are you LeBron, like, yeah. boys or whatever? It's just, I think it's so funny. But, like, that's how that's how he goes about it. Like, he's, this is why, this is what makes it so good. Yeah. This is what makes the rivalry so good. Before Coach K, Duke Carolina mattered, but did it really? Mm-hmm. When Vic Bubis was here, did, did, did Duke Carolina really matter? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's because of Coach K. Yeah. What Coach K has done in Durham. Exactly. And like, if I'm a if I'm a UNC fan, I want Duke to be what Duke is because it makes the rivalry that much more special. Oh yeah, exactly. Like the, the year the year Coach K was out with it with his injury and like you know the phantom like it didn't go against his record or whatever they they like wiped it off his record, which I think is like stuff like that happens and I'm like okay really, mm-hmm. but like the year he wasn't he wasn't at Duke. They were like abysmal. They're like eight and something. Like it was, it was bad. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. And the Duke Carolina game still went to double overtime. Maybe the greatest Duke Carolina game of all time. Like Rasheed Wallace and and all those guys start the game like eleven for eleven and like are blowing Duke out. And Duke makes a run. Cable hits a shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime. And Carolina wins in double overtime. Like I'm pretty sure that's the that's the exact same game I'm thinking of. Like, and that's without Coach K there. Like this rivalry is going to be good no matter what. But you want Coach K to be there. You want Roy Williams to be there. Those are two legends. Like legends. Like they're on the Mount Rushmore. Like we talked about before, Jake. Like those guys are on the Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah. No argument like, for coaches, that. Like the four the four best coaches in college basketball. You cannot argue that Coach K and Roy are on that list. No. Impossible. Like, like, the, more, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Roy is on that list ahead of Bob Knight. He just is. I think so, too. I think Bob, Might, Bob Knight is a great coach, but you can't put him above like, Roy. I mean, come on now. I mean, Roy, and yes, Roy, Roy's had the benefit of doing it at Kansas and, and Carolina. Yeah. Like, yes, he has. But you still have to win. You still have to recruit. You still have to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just walk on campus and be like, oh, well, it's Kansas. Like we're gonna win anyway. Mm. Oh, oh, it's Carolina. We're gonna win. You gotta, you still gotta play. You exactly. Gotta roll the balls out. Mm-hmm. Like, Roy, Roy, Dean, Kay, and Wooden. That's the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Two of them are in this game. Mm-hmm. Another one was coaching in this game before war. Exactly. Like, it's the greatest robber. You know, there's no Brandon. No, no, no doubt about it. Like, yeah. I just want, I just want to get that out. There. No, there, definitely. There's no doubt. Like, if anyone has a doubt, like, please. Hit up my phone. Please, please <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. Like, there is no doubt. Like, I will break it down for you, step by step, mm-hmm. how this is very sharp Brandon, last question I want to ask you before we go. We're about 40 minutes in right now. Does did, did the win last night give you a, a different opinion on maybe the ceiling of this Carolina team and, and vice versa with Duke? What did you kind of learn maybe about Duke that you weren't so sure about without Zion? Because... They looked pretty ordinary last night, but first, give me your give me your thoughts on Carolina. What do you think the ceiling is for this team now? Did it change at all? Uh, it might have changed from like a Elite Eight, Final Four to like this team could actually win a national title. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they beat Duke last night. The way they've been playing, the way they played against Wake Forest, like the way Cam Johnson shot, the way Kenny Williams shot that game. I mean, just go down the line. Luke May shot. Kobe White was shooting so well from like that Wake Forest game was over in the first five minutes. And I know it's Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is bad, and you can get into whole Danny Manning. Will Danny Manning even be there next year? But, look, this Carolina team has a legitimate shot to win a national title. Like, a legit shot. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are one of the top eight to ten teams in the country, maybe a little bit higher than that, maybe like top six, top five. And they're two seed, and they will have a chance to win a national title. Mm-hmm. And, and look, people get upset because when 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 uh, analysts say, "Well, in silver tournament, it's like ninety five percent matchup," and like, yeah, it, that's true. Like Carolina's gonna need like a, a a little bit of a break. Like maybe you don't get a team that's as dominant defensively or whatever. Like, let's say they draw in Michigan. I still don't think they play as poorly as they did at Michigan earlier this year. Like, this team has progressed so much better, and it's, it's trending upward. And, yeah, Michigan got better, but I think Carolina's overtaken Michigan. Like, if they were to meet up with Michigan in the Elite Eight or the Final Four, I'm really buying them being able to beat Michigan. 
Like, I'm really buying that. Yeah. And I don't know if I could have said that when they got blown out by Michigan. No. I don't know if I would be at that point where Michigan is not as good as Carolina. Like, we, we saw what they did against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's playing exceptional basketball. Like, like Gonzaga's Carolina, a good team, yeah. Look, Carolina has a chance to to win a national title. That's, that's their ceiling, is a national title. And, yeah, if they don't get to it, we'll, we'll see what happens, but... I, I don't know if I could say if I could have said earlier this year that their ceiling was a national title. I no. thought maybe their ceiling was a Final Four, Elite Eight. You know, could they really beat a team like like Duke or a team like Gonzaga, Tennessee at the start of the year, and then later on in the year, you know, could they beat a Tennessee? Yeah, they absolutely can. They can beat Tennessee. They can beat Michigan. They can beat Kentucky on a neutral floor. It, it's totally. Totally possible for them to win a national title this year. And going into the season, I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually bought that. I thought they had a lot of talent coming back, and they had a chance. And, you know, they get to around an elite eight, final four, and then we'll see what happens. But no, I, I, I think they're one of the best teams in the country right now, and they, they proved that last night, even without Zion. On the what floor. a what about Duke in terms of what do you think? What do you think Duke's ceiling is um, without? I, I, I'm sure Zion will come back, but. Without Zion, because I know with Zion, this team is a national championship contender, probably the favorite in a lot of ways. But no, yeah, they have to be the without if Zion, they, if, they shoot, if they shoot the way they shot against Virginia, oh yeah, like nobody's beating them. No. If they shoot the way they shot against Kentucky, Jay Billis said at the beginning of the year, nobody is beating Duke if they shoot that way. What about Duke doesn't shoot that way? They don't shoot that way consistently. No. What about without Zion? Do you? How much does do you think this stock goes? Not just based on what you've seen last night, because I think. I think Duke will be better without him. We've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it before. But does does it, how much does their stock go down if if maybe for whatever reason and God forbid because I don't wish injury upon anybody. I think Zion is a great player. I don't. I hope he comes back next game. I hope he comes back. Exactly. Like, but I don't think I could ever say that about a Duke player before this year. Yeah. <laughs> like I I want to see Zion play. Yeah. Like, it's it's bad. Like I I might be more of a Duke fan this year than a Carolina fan. Just in terms, well, obviously not. Like I, I just want to get that out there. Like I'm obviously a Carolina fan, but I was taking, I was taking one of those Shostakovich surveys because, because uh, one of my friends, you know, like grabbed him, and I just wanted, I just wanted to see if I could like pass it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I got like a lot of those questions right, like 80 percent right, mm-hmm. or like 90 percent right. And I was thinking to myself, my God, <laughs> do I know this much about this Duke team? Like, oh my. So yeah. Um, How much does the ceiling uh, go down? Do you think? Without, if Zion wasn't to return, I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he will. But without right, him, right. how much worse is this team? Like, how how far do you think they could go? I mean, they're a four seed, like three seed, like like they'll be a one seed in general. But like talent wise, they're probably like the twelfth best team in the country, sixteenth best team in the country. Mm-hmm. I, from what I saw last night and what I've seen, and, and like they could obviously be like a two like. A, a top 10 team in the country without Zion. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. They have enough talent to be like a top 10 team. But the way they played last night and the way they, they played without Zion before, I don't know if I can buy they're like a top 10 team. I think they're like a top 16. And so, yeah, they'll, they'll have a shot at the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. But, look, you got to play better than you did last night. Like, it's just plain and simple. And I don't know if they're going to figure it out without Zion. No. It's going to be hard to figure it, it out will. without Zion. Brandon. I mean, Syracuse. Like, I, I saw something with Jim Beheim who yeah. had a car accident. Um, yeah, prayers out for know, the prayers, victim's family yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah, Jim exactly. Beheim as well. It doesn't look like any um, foul play was involved, but, you know, no, just, no, it just looked like you just a, hate to see freak, it. Yeah, it's like a freak incident. But uh, their next game is against Syracuse. And I'm interested, like, if Zion doesn't play, like, that's a Syracuse team that already beat them at Cameron. They're going to be playing in front of a, a sold-out carrier dome. Battle for New York. Um yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the joke I like to say because it's, it's true though, man. There's a lot of Duke fans up there. Way too many Duke fans up there, dude. Way too many. It's crazy. Um, but um, no, that's gonna be a tough game. Last, and I guess we'll find out more about them because yeah. if you shoot from three the way you shot last night, book it. Syracuse winning that game by twenty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, true though. That it's was true. bad. Like that was a bad shooting game. Mm-hmm. I, I think the rims of Cameron are, are terrible. Something. I mean, both teams didn't shot horrible I from three. Say, I, I, are the rims at Cameron? Like, can I can I Google this? Can we get are an investigation rims, into that? <laughs> are the rims at Cameron 
thick or, uh, or, or too hard, too stiff. Too tight. It might be too tight, yeah. I, I, they look, they look too tight. Like, they look. Yeah, they don't move much, do they? It looks like something I would shoot at on my, uh, it looks like something I would shoot at on my, like an old high school gym. Like a black top court, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, a black top court or like, like, where they filmed Hoosier. Yeah. Like, that looks like what came in Indoor Stadium, like. That's what the that's what the rims at Cameron look like. Yeah, I, I think there's been a joke that the rims at Cameron are like too hard, or you know they're they're not soft enough, or it might be the other way around. But there, there's a little bit going around that you know rims at Cameron, and, and then when Duke Carolina played rims at Cameron, get a little get a little weird. Mm-hmm. So um, dude, I, I, last night was just weird. Like no one can shoot the ball, and I, I guess that's a good thing for. Uh, yeah, the rims, the rims, are, the rims are pretty tight at Cameron, apparently. Yeah, and I believe it. It was, it was like I said. I mean, it seemed like. Th- I don't, I don't always believe in conspiracies. Like, like I, I mean, I think they're fun to like think about, but like, are they? Like, I, do I actually believe in them now? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty tight. Like, I, I can't explain what happened last night in terms of shooting. Weird because game. Because there were some shots that like th- those shots should have gone down, and I, I felt like I don't know, like the ghost of. Dean Smith was there just swatting the ball away. Like, Something. It made, made no sense. It was, it was yeah. It was a weird game, Brandon, and, and I, I, I like the conversation we had about it. It's just a lot to dissect. We could sit down here and talk for hours, but. Yeah, I, mean, uh, what else? I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. We, we could talk for hours, but. Exactly. And, and Brandon, last kind of thing I, I want to uh, leave you with, last question I want to leave you with, uh, Carolina. Saturday, got a, got a wel- welcomes uh, Florida State to the Smith Center 345 game. Uh, Florida State's a good team. Florida State's doing some some solid things this year. Um, but are you worried about that game potentially being a trap game coming off such an emotional matchup last night in Durham? I mean, I guess you're always worried about that. But I, I don't buy it. I, I think this Carolina team is trending so upwards so well. And I, I, I don't buy them. Having having a, a letdown or a trap game against Florida State. I mean, I just I just don't. Mm-hmm. I I think Florida State Florida State's good. They're twenty one and five. Like they're good, man. But it, it, Carolina's a different animal right now. Like the one thing I will say is uh is their big man down low for for Florida State, Combinjale. Mm-hmm. He he can play, man. Like he averages thirteen points a game. I think he leads. I think he leads them. Leads them in points. He can play. That's a good team, yeah. And I mean, that's a good team. And so they got some guys who can shoot. Like man, shoots forty six percent from outside. Um, he scores eleven points a game. And they're a balanced team too. Like they get a lot from a lot of different guys. They play. They play a lot of guys. And I mean, they're kind of the only other team in the in the conference that matches up with Carolina like depth wise. Like they'll play like. State will play 10 guys, but are those 10 guys really, like, valuable? And now State's even lost a couple of guys. Like, Florida State plays – I mean, they play, I would say, about eight or nine guys. Yeah, they got a pretty deep rotation. They go yeah. deep. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think this will be – be a good test for Carolina coming off coming off a big win against Duke. Yeah, and I, I think it's a much needed test because you can go against a team like Boston College or, or Wake Forest, and you still have to show up and play. But like against a team like Florida State, you're gonna have to show up and and, and ball out in order to win a game. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not your A plus game, but you're definitely gonna have to show up and play like an A game. Yeah, or a B plus game to win. Like yeah. you just have to, especially at home. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially at home. This is one of those things where. You can't have a letdown. If you want to win the ACC this year, you can't lose games like this at, at home. Definitely. Definitely, Brandon. And, Brandon, I appreciate you coming back on here, man. It's always fun to to chat UNC Duke with you. And um, just before you go, man, just if you, if you had to, just one word, because if I had to pick one word to describe the game last night, I would say shocking. I, I remember being in shock just like halfway through the game because it was just exact. It was the exact opposite of what everybody had talked about. Everybody was either talking about it being a complete Duke blowout. I really was. That was pretty much all. Everybody, I would say, most commentators, most analysts were picking a Duke win. Not only a Duke win, a Duke blowout. So I think it was shocking, just because of how everything kind of unfolded. But Brendan, if you had to pick one word to describe the rivalry before I let you go. 
uh, not the rivalry, the game last night. Uh, what would you pick? Dumbfounding. Yeah, that's a great word. That's a great word. I'm completely dumbfounded by what happened last night. Whether yeah, whether it's I mean, Zion not, shoe not, rip not or everything, result, yeah. just the, what happened. Yeah. Like Zion going out, the way Duke played. Uh, absolutely dumbfounded by by what happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to make sense of it, but yeah, dumbfounded is probably the word I go. with. Exactly, Brandon. Brandon, I appreciate you, man. We'll we'll get you back on here soon, dude. We obviously got some big games coming up with Florida State, and I think Carolina plays next Tuesday as well. I can't remember who they play. Wish I could remember what I was talking about. I think they have a quick turnaround Saturday, and they got to play again on Tuesday. So, you know, in less than a week time, we're going to know even more about this Carolina team. And if they can get two more wins after after this, this big Duke win, I mean, this team's going to be feeling good. And I can't believe we didn't mention it all podcast, and I just remembered it, so I have to mention it to you. I know I've been trying to let you go here for a second, but Syracuse, there we go. And I think for me, one thing I need to ask you real quick before you leave is I'm trying to turn this phone off over here. My home phone is ringing off the hook when I'm trying to do this podcast, but <laughs> of course, everybody, everybody wants... Jeez, man, I'm just I'm getting all these random calls. I'm trying to turn this phone off, but but Brandon... Who's your favorite for ACC regular season title? Because this thing just opened all the way back up. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't believe I forgot that. What are the standings right now? Duke, Carolina, and Virginia are all tied. Two losses apiece. Virginia's got the tiebreaker on Carolina. Dude, this is... And Duke's got one on Virginia. It is. Um, I'll say Virginia. Yeah. North Carolina over Duke, so North Carolina gets a two-seed. Yeah. You think so? I think that's a, a fair. I mean, who knows what will happen? Because but. I think there's a real possibility Carolina takes the game at at Chapel Hill against Duke. They I might think so sweep too. Duke this year. And I think so too. And I, I think it'll be a lot and, and tougher. Duke might not even beat Syracuse on. on yeah, Saturday. you never know. You, I mean, I mean, like vice versa. I mean, Carolina I, might I not beat Florida State. Virginia yeah. losing. Like, by the way, Virginia's unreal, dude. Like DeAndre Hunter is locked down defender. He, I was talking to Mitchell about this last night. If if I'm if I'm an NBA team, I'm taking DeAndre Hunter top five. Yeah, and I think he probably will ultimately. No, I maybe think, yeah. I don't know. Who knows I what hope, will happen? But. I hope when they go through the NBA like combine and like the draft process that people see how great this kid is. It's like Kawhi two point uh, Exactly. Defensively, he, he, at least. He, he's Kawhi with an even better jump shot coming out of college. Hmm. That's, a, that's saying uh, a lot. That's saying a I'm lot. I'm taking too. that top five, dude. Yeah. Like Kawhi's jump shot was kind of broken at it, <laughs> and that's why that's why he, he went where he went. Like, like the Spurs did a lot to fix that jump shot. You don't have to fix DeAndre Hunter's jump shot. Like he's got a s- smooth stroke. Oh yeah. I, I don't buy Virginia losing the rest of the way because they got Louisville at Louisville, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Syracuse, and Louisville. Uh, I don't I don't see them losing the game. I really don't. So it's probably going to be Carolina either loses, it, drops it one more game, or wins out, and they they're the two seed behind Virginia. Dude, I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how things turned out because, like I said, things just kind of open wide, just all the way open. But obviously, things get a little tricky because Virginia's got that um, you know got the advantage, got the tiebreaker over Carolina, and then Duke's got the tiebreaker over Virginia. So a lot of things can happen. It'll be interesting to see how things play out, but Brandon, I'm going to let you go, man. We're keeping this one just yeah. under an hour. Uh, always great to have you. Always gr- great to have you back on here, man. And I'll oh, get I was going to say, if you ever want me on for like baseball or lacrosse, like, just let me Yeah, man, we're going to talk some, um, once Diamond the Diamond Hills get going a little bit more, we're going to start talking some baseball because that's one of my favorite sports. I've, seen, I've already seen the, the four games they played. Yeah, man. We yeah, need to go, games. yeah, it, that's that's one of my favorite, I think they played three, four games? Yeah, they beat A&T yesterday or two days ago so dude let's go to a game i'd love to man i know i know we're on the podcast right now maybe we can get off the podcast let's go to a game yeah no for sure i was about to say the same thing i love i love going to the bosch and you know especially when it gets warmer man i love going out there and just watching some carolina baseball so yeah brandon we'll we'll uh we'll get you back on here soon man a couple weeks probably less than that uh talk some more basketball talk some baseball and, and um just see how things continue to develop it great win for carolina last night uh 88 72 over the Blue Devils. Weird, weird game, but uh, a win's a win's a win's a win the last time I checked. So, uh, Brandon, anything else you want to say before we uh, let you go? Man? My man, one mug, Yes, sir. Talk to you next time, man. Thank you.